Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're going to talk a little bit about finances and uh, it's sometimes scary, but it's not meant to be scary in the sense where you can't understand it. Sometimes it's just scary because you start to look at uh, your own stuff and you start to think of it a little bit differently than you have, or maybe you just start thinking of it for the first time, which is also a good thing. Uh, but what we do on Mondays, every night, every Monday night, when we get together, we talk about something financial. Uh, and, and when I say that, uh, it, some people get a little bit nervous because they think it's, I'm going to talk to you about specific stocks and, and we're going to talk about all the metrics that they use to calculate how uh, they expect a stock to perform or a fund to perform or anything like that. And, and that's not what I get into here. Uh, what we talk about and uh, the reason we talk about it actually is uh, because I know a lot of women who, and I say women, cause I have a lot of friends that, that were in a position where they just didn't feel comfortable with their, their finances and the finances I'm talking about are your daily finances. They were, we had, um, I'll, I'll tell you really that what happened was a bunch of years ago before I was a financial advisor, before I was licensed for that, I always enjoyed doing finance. I always did it. I, I did it for 20 years and uh, I ran a financing company. Um, now I have my own company. It's still finance. It's just a little bit different because now I'm licensed and we do bookkeeping and uh, business strategy. So I got a little bit more focused because our uh, our other finance business was uh, was financing people in terms of loans and money lending and that kind of thing. Um, but the, what happened was I, I came about uh, with my with my friends, a lot of girlfriends. We sat down at my house and and we were going to do uh, an investment club. And I thought it was going to be we were going to start trading stocks. And I thought this will be really fun, right? Because that was something I always thought was kind of interesting. And the first night, it, it was very clear that a lot of a lot of them were wanting to learn more, but they had no idea how that came about. They didn't know how to read the fund information. They didn't know how to, you know, do a little bit of research on the stocks and that sort of thing to decide which they liked and and uh, when they wanted to buy them and that sort of thing. So it turned really into a uh, an educational uh, investment club. And what we did was we started to go through and say. You know, uh, one of one friend would be, I have no idea what our mortgage is. I don't know what it is. I don't know how much is owing on it. I don't know if we even have one. So her homework would be figure out, you know, what you've got and then bring it back and we'll help you go through it. Somebody else was, uh, you know, they're paying an awful lot of money in bank fees and they didn't realize it. They didn't realize that the banks charged what they charged for uh, transaction usage. And we said, okay, your job is to research your own bank accounts, find out where they are, how many you have and how much you pay in fees. And then let's see what we can do to make that, that better for you financially. Uh, some, you know, some, one of the friends had young kids and, you know, what do I do if they want to go to school? I think I want to save for them, but I don't really know how. So that's how the club formed. And with that became our investment club, which um, it got to be too big for my living room, quite honestly. Uh, but it was a lot of fun because it was like a book club only for finances. 
And we talked about daily financial stuff, the importance of having a will, what a power of attorney can do, what a, a healthcare directive is, which was a power of attorney for healthcare. Um, we talked about uh, what to look for if you need an advisor, um, what an advisor does, what you should expect. Uh, we talked about all kinds of financial topics um, in that respect, you know, watching your cash, what's the difference between cash flow and it, for those of them that had businesses and profit. Uh, and uh, there's a there's a big difference. And these are all the regular daily things that we hear about, we don't think about. And, and, and in our case, a lot of the women were afraid to ask about. So this was a nice, safe environment that, you know, my buddies got together and then they started bringing their buddies and, and we had a good time. And I just ran out of room in my house. <laughs> so I either had to build a bigger house or I had to do something different. Uh, so instead of building a bigger house, um, I had taken a break from it for a little while because I got really busy in my, my, my work and I reintroduced it just recently and it's online. So we have a women's women wise is our club and it's the women's investment social exchange where we just chat about all the different things, financial, you know, taxes, what that means, how that looks, um, what do some of these acronyms stand for? It's all the stuff that people were afraid to ask for. So that's how it came about. That's how I came about uh, doing the club. That's how I came about really doing the show. It was all based on that. Um, uh, doing the show was because our, the owner of the network, Christine is a friend and, uh, you know, I do math. So I'm usually behind the scenes <laughs> and somehow she got me in front of the scenes. And, uh, I, I, it's, I, I thank her for that because, uh, because she's not listening. I'll say that, but I thank her for it now because, uh, I have had some great input from people where, uh, they pick the topics. All my shows come from somebody. Uh, tonight's topic came from uh, someone I work with and, and a friend that wanted, thought this would be a great uh, conversation that we could have together because really it is a conversation. I share some information, but it's really based on questions that people have for me. And you're always welcome, of course, to join us in the, the chat room when we're live. But if you don't hear us and you're, you're listening to me right now and it's not during the live show, then it's on one of our 250 platforms that our podcast and our, our TV show, obviously, because you can see me, so it's TV, but it used to be uh, just audio on the radio. So now in the podcast, we're on over 250 platforms. So I encourage people, uh, if you're not able to listen to us live, that's no problem. Uh, download our app. We have a new app. Uh, it's the Inspired Choices Network. It's available on Apple. It's available on Android. There's really no reason that you can't download it. Uh, it, it downloads easily. It's free, like 100% free. And you can listen to it live. You, like you can follow us live. You can join us in the chat room through the app. Um, but you can also, when you're in the mood or you have time or you're, you're specifically needing some, some help on a particular topic, there is... Um, multitude of shows and hosts on our network that are experts in specific fields. So when you're needing a little bit of help on finances and you want me to do a show on it, let me know. I will. I'll take your topic and we'll do a show on it. Uh, if it's something where you need a little bit of help with parenting or relationship advice, plug yourself into one of the shows that the host can help you with there. Don't be afraid to ask them questions. They all let you know what they, you know, when they can, the answers to it. Uh, if it's live, they'll catch you in the, the chat room. If it's not live, then they'll, they'll catch it when they, um, you know, get their messages. So please reach out to them and don't be afraid to download our app and listen to it. You can listen on the go in the comfort of your own house. 
Um, if you want to take notes on any of the shows, cause you need some support in a particular area, but if there's something we're missing and you're like, why don't they have a show on this? That might be where you can fill in the void because we are always looking for uh, growth in the network to expand for, for everyone that listens so that we're able to provide a full rounding of happiness, uh, not just your finances. So uh, plug yourself in. If you think that we're missing a spot, uh, please contact Christine. She would be happy to talk to you about a show opportunity. Uh, and her show is the Inspired Choices Network on the Inspired Choices Network. So if you can't get a hold of her outside of that, then you just watch her show live and you can catch her in the chat room and she will respond. So feel free to reach out for that. Uh, but what we do here, getting back to just my specific show, is we try and provide a little bit of insight every week on a specific topic. Now, tonight's topic is about anxiety. This is not my area of specialty. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist in any way. But there is a lot that I deal with on money anxiety and debt anxiety. And believe it or not, it goes two ways. Like you can have anxiety about having too much money. You may have inherited something. You don't know what you're going to do with it. You don't know how to, you don't know how to handle it. There's a lot of anxiety about not having enough money and being scared that you're going to run out of money um, and not be able to pay your bills. And that anxiety is what I want to talk about tonight because there has been a lot of changes in the world in the last two years. And with that change has come a lot of feelings and emotions and uh, habits that people have, have changed and developed that they didn't have before or that they uh, have altered that uh, they're now more anxious about their money. And I want to talk about how to deal with that kind of anxiety. So if you're worried about money, if it's keeping you up at night, if uh, you're, you don't know who to talk to, if you haven't got a support team or a support system in place where you don't really know who to ask the questions to, or you feel overwhelmed and you're, when your bills come in, either the paper bills or the email bills, they're all asking for money. If you have that feeling of overwhelm with that, um, then you know what, you are really not alone because almost a quarter of Canadians feel like the, not just anxiety, but they feel like the pandemic has ruined their financial future. So that's 25% of Canadians feel that way. That is a lot of people. And if you're in that group, this is for you. If you're not in that group, but you are anxious and you're finding yourself a little bit more uh, antsy about your money, if you're a little bit, when you, you feel your heart racing a little bit, when you start to talk about money, when you start to look at your money, if you had to use some of your financial um, savings, as far as maybe you cashed in some of your future planning money or your future savings, during the pandemic because of uh, lost jobs or from illness or whatever the case is, uh, then this is for you because we're gonna talk about what this actually looks like. So I'm, I am gonna share a, a few stats tonight because I think it's important we understand that it's not just us and I'm not just saying, oh, it's okay, it's not only you. I want you to understand from a, a statistical point of view that you aren't alone. And I am gonna do one thing tonight that I never do on the show. And I don't get into the technical part of the economics, but there's one tiny piece that I am going to share uh, a bit of the technical part. So it makes a little bit of sense when you're hearing it in the news and you don't by any stretch need to have an economics degree. And you certainly don't have to get into the deep, heavy weeds of it. But I do want to share just a tiny bit of an economics definition. So I want to tonight talk about debt anxiety and your money 
and your stress over money. So I'm going to start with the, the hard stuff, if you will, like the math. And I'm going to say that um, because this is now 2022 and we've got a lot of debt anxiety, there's a lot of studies that are, are being done and there's something called a K-shaped recovery. And that's the part I'm going to explain the economics part of, but that's all. Um, because you're going to hear that now. And that actually came about because of the pandemic. So in economics, if any of you have studied it, they, there's a lot of letters, like they have a B-shaped recovery, an L-shaped recovery, a W-shaped recovery. Well, the pandemic produced what they're calling a K-shaped recovery. And that's how they're gauging things. So I'll start by sharing with you that one in three Canadians, one in three, so that is 33% of Canadians say their mental health has worsened over the pandemic, worsened. And there's only 12% that say it's gotten better. So over the course of this last two years, 12% of our population, and the numbers are very similar on the American side and around the world, frankly, but I, has, I have the specific ones for Canada uh, because that's where I am. <laughs> so 12% of our population has said their mental health has gotten better in the last two years. But one in three Canadians have said it's got their mental health has gotten worse. Uh, people are feeling very stressed about their finances, and there's 88% of the population that's worried about inflation rates. And you're probably hearing a lot on the news, even if you just plug in for a tiny bit and get the highlights of the news. They're talking about inflation. They're talking about interest rates, and inflation is an 88% concern over for Canadians. So that's that's pretty high. Um, 71% of Canadians are worried about the housing prices in their community and 87% believe there's an affordable housing crisis in Canada. So for those of you that have just been picking up bits and pieces about the real estate market, there has been a huge surge on the price of real estate and Canadians and Americans for sure are all very aware and very nervous about this because the prices of houses, the prices in their communities have gone up significantly. You know, just to give you an example, in our, even in our area, in Southwestern Ontario, what was happening is it stopped being what we traditionally knew as buying a house where you go in, you put an offer, they come back and they say, I'll accept it or I won't accept it, but I will with these conditions. Or can you go up this amount of money? I know I'm asking X amount. Can you do why instead of what you offered. There was a back and forth of it. Uh, that changed and it became uh, where we said, okay, on Tuesday at five o'clock, we're gonna review all the offers that came in for this house. So the house is asking price is this, and you put your offers in. And then on Tuesday at five o'clock, we're gonna go through all 10, 12, 15 offers, whatever they were, which, and they were some big numbers like that. And they would pick whichever offer was, the best. Now, clearly the best offer for the home, the seller is going to be the least amount of conditions, the least amount of waiting time and the most amount of money. So if you're a seller and you're like, I really need to sell my house and somebody comes in and they offer you more than you're asking with no conditions and no building inspection, and they're willing to do, to do a closing in 14 days, if, if that's good for you, then that's the offer you're going to take. And that's what was happening. So all these, these offers were being put in at certain amount over asking price. And some, a lot of them were hundred thousand plus over asking price. So a lot of money. And what's happening is that with that, the value of all the houses have gone up and 
subsequently with that, you've taken on more debt for a mortgage. So a lot of Canadians, 71% are concerned about the housing prices in their community because they've gone up so, so, so sharply. But 87 are concerned that there's an affordable housing crisis. So what does that mean? It means how, how are people going to afford houses? Uh, how, are, how are people, say, aged 30 and under going to buy a house? When a house that's on the market for, for $300,000 is selling for four fifty or more or more, and that's what was happening, um, how are they going to afford this house? So, and you got to qualify for this. And how do you get qualified when you're, you're thinking, you know, the house is on the market for $300,000, I qualify, I can afford a $300,000 house, but if I have to spend an extra $100,000 to get it, am I qualified for that? So it's, it's made things a, a very... Uh, difficult for a lot of people in terms of planning and and comfort quite frankly uh, and not everyone's economic recovery is on the same track so one in four Canadians have said that they're having a hard time keeping up with their bills that's 25 percent of our population is having a hard time keeping up with their bills and that is an increase from last year and it is it has a disproportionate impact on visible minorities and low-income families this is what they're calling the K-shaped recovery. And they're saying K-shape is real. And what the only thing I'm going to tell you from an economics perspective, what the K-shape recovery is, if you picture the letter K, that's where it comes from. And a K-shape recovery, it occurs following a recession when different parts of the economy recover at different rates, different times and different magnitudes. So for example, um, in contrast to an even uniform recovery across sectors, industries, or group of people, a K-shaped recovery leads to changes in the structure of the economy uh, or the broader society as economic outcomes and relations are fundamentally changed before and after the recession. And this K-shaped path, which is what it is, the letter K, remember, um, because the path is different parts of the economy when they're charted together. So, you know, you see all these charts and, and whatever on BNN and CNBC and, and all these TV shows when they're talking finances, you see all these different charts. So this chart looks like a K because it diverges. And it looks like the Roman, um, the Roman letter K because you have two arms shooting off at different recovering uh, sectors. So if you think of it like that, the economy is, is, is um, recovering at different rates. So that's really where it came from. It came because of, uh, it was coined in 2020, um, basically because of the pandemic. Uh, and that really happened because of the sharp recession in the US that accompanied the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was used to describe the uneven economic recovery across different sectors, different industries, and different groups of people in the economy. So when you hear them talking about a K-shaped recovery, that means that it it's very new and that's why it happened. And that's where a lot of people are having a hard time keeping up with their bills and it's disproportionate based on visible minorities, lower incomes and so on. So that is the only technical part I'm gonna give you tonight and probably ever on the show, but you will hear it on the news. And I thought, you know, just picture the letter K and how it intersects. Um, so I'm gonna take my first break of the night and when we come back, we're gonna talk about different anxiety, uh, you know, triggers and maybe how we can help ourselves cope with this anxiety of money and, and uh, stress. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. I'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television. 
and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we are talking about debt and stress and anxiety all related to money. So if you've been up at night worried or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're worried, as, uh, as I mentioned, most Canadians are about something with their finances uh, over these last two years, um, then you're not, you really aren't alone. And that is not just supported statistically, but I'm sure if you were to reach out to half a dozen of your friends, they would all share the same anxiety and stress that they're feeling as well. Now, one of the things I wanted to share tonight was while we think some people think that the outlook is bleak, um, I just, I do want to share my, my own thoughts that we have been through crisis and many crises before as a population, as a country, as a, as a global economy, even, uh, we have been through different crises and one crisis is not, is, is never the same as another, but the fact that we go through them and we recover, um, I have no question in my mind that that's going to happen here. We're going to get through this crisis. We're already coming through it. Uh, arguably, depending on who you listen to, we're on the tail end of this pandemic. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see because right now we have no crystal ball and we don't really, frankly, have a clear direction from anybody in charge because I don't think they really know. So what we have to know is that our resilience always gets us through and we as a people will get through this. Now, the question becomes, how do we get through financially? And that's what we look at. There's all kinds of, of pieces that we need to look at. Like, how do you get through with the best mental health? How do you get through um, healthy? Uh, there's, and this all plays in together with the money. But instead of looking at just the money, I thought we should look at the whole 
uh, anxiety portion of it and the debt stress, because there's a lot of people very stressed about money. And the one, there's a couple of steps for you to have a look at that could really shape up for you in terms of your mindset. And I've talked about mindset on the show and, you know, we have our, our lifestyle guest host, Brent Bashara, who joins us, uh, you know, every, every few weeks and he comes on to help us with our mindset and, and really reignite us to uh, keep focused because money has a lot to do with your mindset. It's how you look at it. It's how you feel about it. It's the power you give it. And I say all the time on the show, I say it to people that I, you know, meet in my practice or my family. Um, I say it to myself when I need it sometimes because we all do. Uh, Money has no feelings. We give it all kinds of power. We give it all kinds of um, special privilege in our life, but money has no feeling. Money has no thoughts. Money, there's no pile of money sitting out there thinking, oh, I really wish Kathy would take me or I really wish somebody would claim me. That's not happening. And so, and and similarly, there's no pile of money out there saying, well, I'm not going to Kathy. Like we don't get along. That doesn't happen either. What happens is there's lots of money out there and the opportunities for any of us to claim it is there. Like we all have opportunities. Some have more, uh, depending on where they are and geographically, some where they are, um, in different, uh, families and, you know, uh, privilege type settings, um, they have maybe more opportunities to access it quicker. But the reality of it is, it's all mindset. So if you believe that you want to make more money, and that's something that's important to you, then you can, it's just a case of getting yourself in a position to put a plan together. Um, It's people who think that they can't make it, they don't deserve it. Um, They're afraid that, you know, if they make too much money, people aren't going to like them, because that's true, too. Um, They're afraid that they, if they make money, then they're going to be a jerk because there's a, a association of people with a lot of money aren't nice people. Uh, there's all kinds of things that I've heard that that people think about and people stress about, frankly. But some of the things we want to we want to look at to get this um, stress <laughs> under control and this anxiety under uh, under our control so that we're comfortable and we're healthy is start by reevaluating your finances there's a lot of fear of the unknown. And if we just take a deep breath and we sit down and we start to reevaluate our finances and let's see where it's actually at in our own house. So for Canadians, the pandemic has slashed debt and spending. And you might be feeling a little bit anxious knowing exactly where you're at financially, but here's the thing that I've been reading about with fear. It thrives in uncertainty. And if, it doesn't matter who you are or your best intentions, or if you think, man, that person's really got it together. When the fear gets in their mind and they get thinking, but what about this? And oh my gosh, if this happens and this happens and that happens, and I lose my house, if I lose my job, this, that. and it's easy to spiral out of control. So that's how fear grows because of the uncertainty. So let's get in and let's figure out where we're at. And 71 Canadian, 71% of Canadians, these are big numbers. They admit that they don't have a financial plan. 71% of Canadians. And this is similar around the globe. So let's have a look. This is one of the first steps to getting rid of our anxiety and our stress. Let's see where we are. Let's evaluate our finances. Let's sit down and say, what have we got for debt? 
because avoiding it is only causing you more stress. Let's take it head on. Let's say, what do we owe? We owe some money in our credit card. Okay, how much? And okay, we owe money on our mortgage. That's fine. We maybe have a line of credit. Okay, what is it? Let's get control of it and, and take that emotion away from it and say, and sometimes, and I've had people where like, it's too hard for them to do it for themselves. Let's pretend you're doing it for somebody else. You're taking your finances and you're going to do this for your kids or do this for your spouse, or maybe it's a sibling that you can pretend you're doing it for. And maybe that gives you just enough separation of the emotion that you can look at it and say, let's evaluate the finances, but let's get it all and find out what it is. This is a good opportunity. And I've said on the show, you don't have to. And I, I still say that if you're not able to do this yourself, it's not, there's nothing wrong. There's no shame or issues with dealing with a professional. There is nothing wrong with getting help for a professional, just like you would for a toothache with a dentist or an earache with a doctor or some other health concern. You go to a doctor, they would send you to a specialist. If it's a, an, a tax issue, you're going to go to an accountant where you have issues. If you need to get help with a financial planning, either a financial advisor, someone like myself, if they do it, uh, if it's a financial coach or a debt counselor. This is not saying I want anyone to go out and declare any kind of bankruptcy or do any kind of proposals. I don't. That is not what I'm saying. Go and ask for some help to get control of your finances, to find out where you're at, what you have, what you have coming in, what you have going out, what you've obligated yourself to. Let's just gather that information and find out. There's nothing wrong with talking to a professional and getting a sensible financial plan put in place that you now feel comfortable with that will help alleviate your stress. And you'll be able to say, you know what? I've worked on this. It makes perfect sense. It's hundred percent doable. So I don't need to stay up all night worrying whether I have enough money to pay my mortgage or buy groceries because I have a plan in place on how I'm going to do this. There's nothing wrong with that. And another important part is to remember to be kind and compassionate. We are so hard on ourselves and the fact that there's, I told you almost a quarter of 23%, almost a quarter of Canadians feel that their finances have been ruined by this pandemic. We need to be, um, we need to be kind to ourselves and we need to be compassionate because it's easy to be really hard on ourselves. And most of us know that the hardest we are on anybody is ourselves. So it's, it's okay to just show a little bit of kindness to yourself. Uh, it's difficult to be in this position of, of financial stress, and it's difficult to, to wrap your head around it when you're trying to do it all at once. We break it down into pieces. We get a plan. We get help if we need it, whether it's from a professional or from your cousin or, or uncle or aunt who's been really successful and they're willing to share their information and share their time. Uh, however that looks, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so this is the right time. This is it. This is a great time for us to start to get control of our finances and get control of our debt and our anxiety and get ourselves back on a path because what we're going to talk about in the next section is this debt and this stress and this anxiety, it's more than just about your money and it's more than just about what's in the bank and what's in your investments because there is a definite direct impact on your health and we'll talk about that next. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take our next break. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back. 
Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. Tonight, we are talking about stress and anxiety and debt and all these things that have been happening over the last two years to create all this additional stress and anxiety for everyone. Uh, it, it's been a very unique situation, and I'm... I'm sure from the people I talk to during the day uh, that a lot of people feel hopeless and helpless. And I, I, I'm here to tell you that you can do it. You can get control of your finances. You can get control of your stress and your anxiety. And it's not enough for me to tell you that. Uh, I need to give you some tools and some tips that can get you started and pointed in the right direction. So let's talk about how to feel less anxious about money. And remember, money is just something that we say has value because we say it has value, not because it has emotions or preference or it thinks about us, it doesn't think about us at all. So let's just look at it from a point of view of what it is without the emotional part because we put the emotion on it. On it. That helps a little bit when and every I'm anxious about it, or I start thinking about it, you put it, I, I try and put things in perspective, no matter what's happening in my life, and say, you know, what, what is causing this? And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. 
uh, in a little bit, but we just want to break it down and say, okay, if I were to take a deep breath and think about this from an objective point of view, what would I do and how would I do it? So financial stress, um, there's lots of reasons that, that you're out there feeling stressed. Some of them are, some of us out there might be feeling stressed because we've lost a job, because we've had debt increase significantly over the last two years, um, maybe because we have a whole bunch of bills and expenses that um, keep coming in and, and really the main for the main uh, type of, of stress comes from avoidance. So we're anxious about it. We see all these bills coming in. We get to the point where we're paralyzed and we can't even open them because we know it's another creditor asking for money. Well, one of the big, obviously we've heard a lot in the news about mental health and the increase in all the mental health for for the youths being uh, out of school and away from their friends and socialization, all the way up to adults in the same and similar situations where they're working from home and they're out of socialization and, and talking to people and, and feeling like they're part of a team anymore. So mental health is, uh, is a huge, huge topic. And in terms of what we're talking about today, it can come about and cause you issues in a few different ways, of course. Uh, but anxiety about money can cause you, and there's such a, a, a long, long list of them, but you might have sleep issues. Uh, you might start to have anxiety or panic about everyday activities. You might actually have panic attacks where you're paralyzed and you can't move. Um, like I mentioned before with opening a bill, uh, you might start to feel isolated, um, which I hear a lot of, and you start to feel where you're you're all by yourself and, and you unconsciously start to separate yourself from your family and your friends because you feel you don't have enough money to either join them for activities or you don't want to talk about it or you want to be left alone. Um, if you're dealing with debt, you really are not alone. It feels that way. But like I mentioned before, with all the stats, there's an awful lot of people that are feeling this. Um, half of the adults, this is what studies have found that half of the adults who are in debt also have mental health problems related to worry about money. That's 50% of the adults. Half of the people in all these studies are worried about their money, have mental health problems. And it can feel like a burden that you're dealing with completely by yourself and feeling lonely makes it worse. So it, it just uh, augments that whole stress and anxiety. Um, it can be increased, uh, the anxiety through all kinds of other things you know, issues like mood, it can be mood changes, it can be emotional outbursts, there's all kinds of ways it might show itself. Um, another interesting and uh, obvious, when you, well, it's obvious after you, you, you read it and study it, right? But not so much when we're about ourselves, is our physical health. People who have debt or stress, they often report that this affects their physical health. Um, financial anxiety can release hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, this can lead to problems with blood pressure, heart rate, immune system functions, your mood, memory, weight gain or loss. These are some of the ones that you can have uh, appear in a physical way. Uh, if we wanna control our finances, what we wanna do to get started is ask ourselves, what is the root of the problem? So it can be that, oh yeah, it's a pandemic, I lost my job, whatever. Ask yourself, so what is causing the actual financial insecurity? Did you lose a job? Are you worried about losing your job? Maybe that's it. Is it because you have all this debt or because you're afraid if you lose your job, you're going to accumulate all this debt? Is it because you're afraid you don't have enough income or did your income actually get cut? 
Um, once you've pinpointed the source, believe it or not, then it's a lot easier to start putting a plan in place. And as soon as you start putting a plan in place, you'll start feeling some relief and you'll start feeling a little bit better. And as you start implementing it and you see it work, then you'll start to have less and less and less anxiety and stress. So start with, and I, I mean, I always hesitate using the word budget because people think that sounds so overwhelming, but track your cash. I've said it before, I'll say it again, <laughs> probably many times to many different people in many different ways, but just track your cash. Take a pad, pad of paper, a pen if you want, or go on your computer and do a spreadsheet. Doesn't matter, don't get overwhelmed and fancy. Just write down how much money I have coming in, how much money I have coming out, and subtract the difference and say, oh, I have more money coming in than I have going out, that's good. Now let's evaluate the efficiency of it. Oh, I'm spending an awful lot of money on fast food or such and such. I can curb that and, and save more, or I have more going out than I have coming in. Okay, let's evaluate. Where's it going? Well, I'm spending a lot of money on um, renting or, or buying uh, books uh, that I'm not reading. So maybe that's one of the areas you can cut. The fast food is always a big one that I see. Memberships is always a big one that I see. These are subscriptions now, not so much the memberships, like the physical ones where you got the magazines in the mail, but subscriptions, they're, they're, they're huge now. Everyone's got memberships that they're, they're part of the, the music club of this, and they're part of the book club of that. And they're paying, you know, $10 here, $15 here a month. Well, let's evaluate them and see if you're using them and getting the value out of them. That's a great way to start. Um, then we want to cope with our stress. So let's start to deal with a plan on that. Like if you can stick to a daily routine, like regular meals, some physical activity, getting enough sleep, uh, make sure you focus on your healthy foods to nourish your body, um, avoid alcohol. Uh, people, when they worry about money, they sometimes increase their alcohol consumption or drug use, either recreational or prescription um, or illegal, <laughs> as sometimes the case may be. Uh, try and calm your mind. Uh, when Brent Bashara comes on, and he was on just a week or two ago. Uh, he went through a meditation with us. This is not complicated, uh, crazy, wild stuff that we're getting into. Just learning how to breathe and calming your mind. It is amazing when you take some deep breaths and, and, and you can do it anytime, anywhere. Just take some deep breaths that starts to slow down your heart rate and calm your mind. And it makes things easier and clearer for you to um, focus and sort of start to formulate a plan. So, and then of course, I mentioned before, get help with your finances, whether it's a professional, whether it's a good friend that you know is good with finances, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And, and frankly, I've seen when some people, and, and I've had this myself where um, they come in and they get, or, or we do it through Zoom or whatever the case, and they just start feeling better and it's not so much anything that I've done. It's just having someone to talk to and go through this and brainstorm with and work it out. And then they, they end up doing a lot of it themselves. They feel a lot better about it. They're prouder. Uh, they have less stress. So it doesn't have to be a professional like me or an accountant or anything. It can, it can be somebody that's in a position to help you though. Like, don't just ask your sister or brother because they're your sister or brother and they're terrible with money, but you feel obligated to ask them. Don't ask them anything then. If that's the case, do it yourself. You don't want to be getting somebody who's also bad with money or in the same stress situation or anxiety situation that you are. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, 
there are three coping strategies that a psychotherapist has released on dealing with money uh, and stress issues. The one is, the first one is reframe your relationship to money. So one of the best things that you can do, they say, to create a relationship with money and an understanding of money that isn't just treating money as a problem to be solved. So reframe your relationship. So a lot of what we believe about money is because of the culture that we're in and what we were taught about it. And I mentioned before, like some of the predispositions to money that we have, you know, like it makes me this way or I'll look that way or I'll feel this way. That's all stuff that's culturally put on us. So start to reframe your relationship with your money. Um, the other, the second thing that, that they, they say is to set aside time to regularly look at your money. Uh, and again, I go back to our conversation with Brent Bashara. If you recall him saying that money Mondays is the day that him and his wife get together and they, they go through their plan and they go through their budget and they're like, are we on track? Are we off track? This isn't a, this doesn't have to take hours and hours and hours. Uh, this is something where you have your plan in place. And then in their case, they make it fun and they call it Money Mondays, which I think is great because it works with our show on Monday nights. Um, you can do the same thing and just go through it and say, am I on track? Am I off track? Where do I need some support? Um, where do I need some clarification? I don't really understand how to read this, this loan agreement. Um, where can I get some help with? That's what I'm talking about. So set aside time to regularly look at your money. Don't say, um, okay, I put a plan in place. And I'm never going to look at it again. That's not going to help you. And it's not going to help your anxiety or your stress. Set some time to say, hey, I got this. This is my time. I sit down and I, I look at Saturdays at two o'clock for an hour. I book myself to go through my my um, my budget, my cash flow, my track cash, whatever you want to call it, and make sure that my plan is in place. I need to know that my mortgage was paid because it's due on such and such a day. And I know that um, groceries, I need to go get groceries and I've allocated such and such for that. How did I do? The phone bill was due. These are the things that happened this week. And then next week, I'm looking at, you know, the insurance on the house comes out, the property taxes are due, whatever the case is. So you can just sit down and evaluate and say, yep, I did this. I'm on track. Yes, that, that all seems to work. The last thing is that they recommend is to think, what is my anxiety telling me? And this, they say, could be a deeper emotional reason that you're feeling anxious about your money. And they just recommend that whatever's going on with a person internally is going to some way turn into an expression in their money. So this is part of what I said, let's get to the root of the problem. Um, putting a bandaid on a cut that needs stitches isn't as helpful as figuring out that it needs stitches and going to get the doctor to help you with the stitches. So we don't want to put a bandaid on something that needs more than the bandaids we're asking the band-aid to do. So that's when I, when they're talking about, you know, what is the root of my anxiety? Well, let's talk about that. Whether it's, um, I'm going to lose my job. I'm worried about losing my job. I'm worried about if I lose my job, how am I going to get another job? Where am I going to get another job? Am I going to have to move? Like, let's talk about what that is and figure that out. Because once you know that it's a lot easier to cope with your anxiety because you know what you're dealing with. So we're going to take our last break of the night. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up our conversation about money, anxiety, and stress. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we have been talking about money and stress and debt and the increase of stress that people have had uh, in a conversation, many conversations I've had with people. And I can see it from a practical point of view, but then you read the different studies and you can see that there has been a, a, a very big increase in mental health and stress and anxiety about money in the last two years you know, since the pandemic began. Um, and some of the effects we talked about on your health, I'm just going to give you a quick run through. And if these are anything that, and there's lots, obviously there's, this is not an exhaustive list, but uh, there are a lot of ways that it appears. So financial stress comes from insomnia when you can't sleep, uh, weight gain or weight loss, uh, depression, anxiety, relationship difficulties, social withdrawal, physical ailments. These are like heart attacks, uh, gastrointestinal problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, stuff like that. Um, unhealthy coping mechanisms, which we talked about before. Um, and this is just a vicious cycle that goes on and on. We worry about money and then it increases the mental health issues. Um, and one of the, the, the um, main pieces of information that I wanted to get shared with you is that get help where you need it. There's nothing wrong. We all need help with different things all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Get to the root of the problem and find out what you're really anxious about. And then we can, you can deal with it either by yourself or with help from someone else. So a number of studies have uh, linked this um, cyclical link of mental health and uh, stress to such problems as anxiety, depression, substance abuse, the financial problems, how they affect your health adversely, the decline in your mental health makes it harder to manage your money, and the difficulties managing money lead to more financial problems and worsening mental health. So it's, it's like a vicious cycle that we want to break and we want to help people with because there has been an awful lot of that over the last couple of years. So don't be afraid to talk to someone. Don't, don't worry about getting um, sitting down and let's figure it all out right now talk to someone, just have a casual conversation, like, you know, like we're doing tonight. And I have this every day, like, you know, I don't understand. This is what I'm worried about. Okay. Well, what are you really worried about? And most of the stuff that um, we're worried about, we can talk through and maybe we can figure out a way to, okay. So you're worried about losing your job. Why are you worried about losing your job? Like what's happening at work? Have people been laid off? Well, you've been laid off, call back, laid off, call back. Like that's been happening for the last two years. So then we start to look at, okay, well, let's look at what happens if you are laid off and what would happen to transition to another industry or another company or whatever. So just start having conversations and then get advice if you need it. Um, 
uh, open up to your family. You don't have to do this all by yourself. I, I always say, and I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to the kids about money. I, I, I talk about it all the time. And it's not that I come in and say, oh, here's, you know, you don't throw your paycheck or your bank book on the, the counter for them. It's not about that. It's about sharing with them how money works. And that there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, like I'm, I'm worried about this stuff or I may not be able to afford the dance lessons or the piano lessons. Like, what can we do? Can we cut back or or maybe you can get a job or whatever the case is. Right. We want to we want to have that conversation, open up that dialogue. So. Uh, that is there's a lot to uh, anxiety and stress and money and depression and uh just general angst when it comes to talking about money. And I just want to highlight it tonight. And I know I'm, I've mentioned before, and I, I don't pretend to be any psychological or professional or psychologist or psychiatrist or therapist. I'm certainly not. But I do know that in my world of money management and money planning, that it comes up an awful lot. And I think it's important that we recognize it and we talk about it and we make sure that people are comfortable with where they are in their mental state and their mental journey with their money. And next week I'm joining with my other uh, special guest, uh, Ashley Quinn Hogan. She's our youth expert and youth host. And again, we've introduced her as our, our youth co-host throughout the year and in different uh, shows. So she will be with me next week. And we're gonna talk about uh, 10 things that I learned in 2021. So join me next week with Ashley Quinn Hogan. She's our, our youth contributor. And I'm excited because this year we've added, uh, we just at the end of last year, we started to add in different angles for the show so that you get a better look and understanding of money because uh, it's important that we we talk about money in a way with Brent Bashara, our lifestyle coach, where we talk about mindset. It's very, very important. And we want to talk with Ashley about the youth and their, their understanding of money, where they're at with money because they are the... They're coming into the work world now, and we want to make sure that we can do everything we can to get them on track and keep them on track so we can help people get financially successful now. And we want to help financially success follow people who are younger and take them into much later years and retirement. So join me next week where I co-host with Ashley and uh, we'll talk about 2021 and what we've learned from that, because there's certainly always a learning opportunity and everything that comes up, even if it's a little bit stressful. So join me then and we will talk to Ashley. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight and we'll see you again back here on Monday night. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.